Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-hypnosis.com. everyone, Dr. Liz here. I just want to give you a quick update. I ran the first group online for insomnia this week in the Sleep Better, Feel Better program, and it was a lot of fun. I had a handful of signups. There's about five, six people in the group, and I really love taking the questions and giving the education piece and then doing the hypnosis. So if you're listening to this in the future, just check my website, drlizhypnosis.com to see if another group is coming up. I wanted to air today's episode because people are struggling with anxiety during the pandemic. Not just people who typically have anxiety, okay? Their anxiety has gone up even a little higher, but also people who don't typically have anxiety, have been really struggling with it during the pandemic. I went to a webinar with Jonathan Grayson, one of the leading experts in the world on OCD, and it was really good. He talked all about how to treat OCD as well as anxiety because it goes with OCD during the pandemic. So it was really interesting. And then I wanted to give you this discussion with anxiety specialist Elizabeth Cush. She also has a podcast that I listen to, Woman Warriors, and she is excellent. So first, she talks about her own anxiety. Okay, don't get too anxious during that part, all right? Because then we move right into solutions and we give all kinds of different solutions, not just your standard stuff. So I hope you really enjoy it. And if you need help during the pandemic, please feel free to reach out either to a mental health provider around you, or you can reach out to me. I do hypnosis all over the world. So I'm happy to see you, quote unquote, virtually, right? Either through telephone or Zoom. I hope this interview helps you manage your own anxiety and brings you some peace. Hi, Elizabeth. Welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Oh, thanks so much, Liz, for having me on. I love your podcast, and I'm excited to be here. Yes, wonderful. I like yours, too. I said that in the intro to people. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just be like fangirls over each other, right? Exactly. We have the same first name. It's like, ah, all right. Hopefully people won't get too confused. (laughs) Today, I really wanted to have you on the podcast because of all the anxiety and stress around the coronavirus. Your podcast focuses on anxiety in women. Yes. And you're an anxiety expert in your private practice. Yeah. Yeah. So could you talk to us about some of this and give us some tips to help us out? (laughs) I will do my best. And let me just say that I am feeling a lot of anxiety around the virus. And uh, that I think is just a 
say to everybody, like, that's normal, right? Like, Mm -hmm. we have this, you know, anxiety is a response to a perceived threat. Well, like, the threat is real. This is not just, I'm thinking maybe I might get this. It's out there. I mean, and maybe I won't, but it's there. There is a threat and it's dangerous. So it's scary. So it makes sense that we're feeling more anxious at this time than we might when there isn't this direct threat out there. Yes. Do you think some of it too is because it feels invisible? Yeah. I think the invisibility of it, the um, unpredictability, you know, some people get it and have no symptoms. This Mm -hmm. is what we're learning. Some people get it and get severely ill and some die. So it's, it's invisible and it's so uncontrollable and there's so many unknowns. Mm-hmm. And that combination, if you have a little bit of anxiety anyway, or even if you're not an anxious person, those are factors that increase our anxiety. Not being able to control a situation, the unknown, the invisibility of it, that it's like this. I see it almost like a cloud. Yeah. Like when I step out of my house, if I'm going somewhere, like, you know, there's articles I've read that are reassuring, like you can walk down the street alone with your dog, you're probably fine, right? Right. Like, right. You can walk right. the dog, only yeah. fine. I'm right. going to just like descend upon you, you know, but let's say I'm going to the grocery store. It's almost yeah. like, all right, it's this feeling if I could get it from anywhere. Yes, yes. And honestly, the news is not helping with that. When I mean, I've seen more videos about how you can catch it and how to prevent it, which makes me insane because I'm like, I'm just going to be wiping down my whole life because it's out there, right? Mm-hmm. But two, that it is scary, right? I don't, I don't want to get the virus and I want to be able to prevent to the best of my ability to prevent that from happening. Mm-hmm. And yet there is this sense that it's just there. Like you said, this cloud that is following us around and it's really hard to relax when we feel like there is a threat that's just out there all the time. But the world stepping outside my home, even inside my home, potentially could might not be safe if I'm not doing my part. So we're constantly in this hyper alert state of trying to keep safe. Yes. All right. Now that we have the anxiety part described... Like what are some good ways to bring it down, to manage it? Let's say manage it because I think to expect it to go away completely is not really reasonable. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Managing it in a way that helps you sort of continue to live your life and and not feel distressed all the time is important Mm -hmm. because- Otherwise, you're not sleeping, you're not eating or whatever, however you manage your stress. And it's interesting because everybody does it differently. For me, I'm eating more. I love food. I was going to say, or you're overeating, right? There's some people who like don't eat when they get under stress and there's some people who overeat when they get under stress. Yeah. 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 So I love food. I'm eating more. My husband has a cocktail after work every day. He's drinking more. Like, so each, I think all of us are managing that stress differently, but there are ways that we can do it to really help us 
work on the neurological part, right? So helping our brains feel more calm and mm-hmm. relaxed can really help us. So I love I that. Have, I love that frame of it. Like, all right, let's work on the yeah the behind the scenes, the neurological. That's how you always see the neurological part, the behind the scenes part. Let's work on that. Yeah, yeah, because that's what gets overactivated without us doing very much you know, it just happens, right? And so what can we do to help ourselves stay more calm? And, you know, you mentioned walking your dog. So if you have an animal or if you like to take walks or if you just want to go in your own backyard and that feels more safe, being outside, being in nature, if you can, uh, can help naturally calm your nervous system. So, if where you are here uh, in the Northeast, it's just beginning to be springtime and, you know, taking my shoes off, stepping outside in my backyard, feeling the grass under my feet, taking a deep breath, listening to whatever sounds there are, dogs barking or birds chirping, mm-hmm. particularly sunny days, feeling the sun on your skin, that in and of itself, can calm your nervous system. So doing that a couple times a day, if you can, mm-hmm. to just get outside and take a couple deep breaths. Yeah. I have a little tiny backyard because I live in a townhouse. Yeah, yeah. But I have a little table out there with two chairs. Mm. And so I take my coloring book out there at least once a day and just color so that I, I can... That. Yeah, so I can. it helps me calm down and it helps that behind the scenes and it feels peaceful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that, that, um, I love that you use it to be artistic and color and because that too can calm your nervous system. So if you like creative stuff, pen to paper, you know, crayons, drawing, coloring, painting, that too can help you feel very present. Not only, you know, gets you out of your worrying mind, but it also neurologically activates that part of your brain that helps you feel more calm. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I love the I have these particular markers that I love how it feels mm. to actually use the markers. Like something about them is just oh, yeah. I love it. So Yeah. Yeah. I like was thinking right. thinking about like um like oil pastels too, like that very smooth, mm, you know, mm-hmm. if, as you color. So yeah, it's feeling the texture of, you know, getting the feeling of what it's like to whatever artwork you're doing. Um, so really involving all of your sensory input. Yeah. You know, the sounds, the smells, the touch of something, the feelings, the um you know, if you're outside with a glass of water or tea or something, tasting what that is, really yeah, to take a cup of tea out there with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can just picture it. I can picture it. <laughs> Elizabeth with her cup of tea and her exactly. and, her markers. Yeah, exactly. and sometimes I play like like I'm a fan of Abraham Hicks, who's is like a spiritual person. Mm-hmm. So I play some of her videos so for oh. spiritual support. You know, that's so yeah, awesome. that's the sound. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, and meditation is amazing. And I know for some people who are anxious, that can be a hard uh, practice to start. Yeah. But, but it could be 
two minutes, right? It could be That's taking, what I always say too. I'm like, two minutes. You can do two yes, minutes, can't you? Yes, like we you can, can do two minutes right here in session, right? Right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and even that two minutes, and you could do two minutes three times a day or however often you want to do it. But yeah, it can be as short as two minutes. The thing about meditation that I love, and besides the fact that it does help me feel more calm and grounded, but it's actually helping your brain find those new neural pathways, that neuroplasticity of our brain. It's giving us a new way to respond to stress, right? So Mm -hmm. instead of the go-to worry, 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 we can take that moment to say, okay, I can take a deep breath. I can center myself. I can listen to this meditation. And I always, I encourage guided meditation, especially if it's hard for you. Like I have trouble sitting for two minutes just by myself without Mm -hmm. a guide. So, and there's a lot of very short meditations out there. I know you have some on Insight Timer. You do too. too, Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there are shorter meditations out there that you can access. I recommend uh, mala beads too. Oh, so, I don't know what they are. Oh, they're like a string of beads. Okay. And traditionally it's 108 beads, but it's it's almost like a rosary. You could think mm-hmm. of a rosary with a string of beads. Yeah. And sometimes that gives people who are fidgety something oh, to focus okay. on because you can count the beads or just run the beads through your fingers as you meditate or you say, okay, I'm just going to run the the beads one by one. And when I'm at the end of the string, then I can get up. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And there's some really beautiful mala beads. If you look on Etsy, um, even Amazon has them. Neat. Mala is M-A-L-A, mala beads. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, some polished stones that um, mm. I think they're like chakra related, like the stones, but I just usually will pick two and just hold them in my hand. I do it as I'm doing therapy sessions online with clients too, just to have Wonderful. this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to have these this uh, tactile, tangible thing in my hand is helpful. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I have crystals in my office. I have some nice. at home too, but yeah, the little um, fountain, the little mm-hmm. beautiful ones that yes. run little water. In the, oh. So there's crystals at the bottom of that. Oh, I nice. Like them. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in the waiting room. Once we uh, can see clients in person again, right? People, people love my little fountain in my waiting room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the sound of water, right? I mean, mm-hmm. to me, oh, just really soothing and helps you feel more grounded. We have spending time outside, trying to yep. involve the five senses, yes. some art, if you can do that, yep. meditation, journaling. And so journaling. Yeah. Do you have particular prompts or could you give someone a prompt that they could journal on? Yeah, well, um, to me, what I've been journaling on, <laughs> because mm-hmm. this is a stressful time, is just acknowledging the stress. Like, what was today like? I have been trying to journal at the end of every day um, during this mm. period of time. And mm-hmm. while we're at, you know, here, we're 
you know, we have to stay at home and just acknowledging, you know, how do I feel right now at the end of the day? Because I'm very, me personally, especially because I'm an anxious person, I tend to just push it away. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I feel fine. But to sit with it and say, okay, I'm, I feel this tension in my chest. So really going into my body, like, where am I noticing it? What is it feeling like? So I'm not, I'm not trying to figure it out. It just is saying, this is here. And mm-hmm. can I just be with that? So I think for each person, journaling is a very individual experience, but um, acknowledging feelings, allowing yourself to get curious about how you're experiencing the stress physically mm-hmm. in, in a journal can be helpful because as we tune in and get curious, we find there's less judgment. It's just, this is where it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I find that too. I'm a journaler myself. Yeah. And I tell people like, Dora, you can journal on paper. A journal could be an email to yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I did it a whole year or two that way one time mm-hmm. where yeah. the emails went into a special folder. That's cool. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, it can you can do it all kinds of ways. You can do yeah, it on I, your phone if you want. I was going to say, I think there are apps now for journaling on your there phone. There are, yes. Yeah. Or you mm-hmm. could journal if you wanted to do that. Yeah. I just ordered a really beautiful one from Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon. Like all the ones were like terrible and I'm like, eh. But yeah. I like it to be pretty. I want I it to be. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I go to Barnes & Noble too, actually, for my journals. Yeah. 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 So I just got a new one delivered because I'm about to run out of space. But I also have journals for different things. So oh, you do? For what kind of things then? So um, I have a writing consultation group that I do. So I have a journal for that. So if we have writing prompts, I, they all go into that journal. I have a group of women that I work with that through movement, and we are now not sadly meeting uh, face-to-face, but there's always a journaling component to that, what your experience is like as you move together. And so I have a journal for that. And then my personal journal that I write in at night at the end of the day. So yeah, I don't know why it helps feel, it feels nice to have these little different compartments. Yes. And I know people have gratitude journals. Yes. Yes. That they just Mm -hmm. do gratitude in those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, I use my dream book planner. It has a gratitude component to it. Oh. Yeah. And so I, that's where I do my daily gratitudes. It asks for five and I can usually come up with five pretty easily. To me, um, gratitude can just be something so simple, like a hot cup of coffee or tea or yes. sunshine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So you were going to say another one? I was going to say, lastly, we're feeling a lot. We're holding a whole lot right now. And that whatever you're feeling is okay. Like reminding yourself that it's okay if you're having a bad day or it's okay if like today is a good day and you enjoyed the fact that you didn't have to see anybody. Like it's all okay. Our feelings are just that. They're feelings. They don't mean anything about us. It's not something we need to judge ourselves around. They're Mm -hmm. our feelings and we're going to have them whether we 
want to have them or not, right? True. Like, yes. <laughs> they're going to show up. And if we can acknowledge them and be with them and be okay with that, I think that helps with anxiety as well. Absolutely. Just accepting your feelings that they come and they go. Yep. They do change. Yeah. That they're yeah. okay. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling now. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of us are feeling a lot of things. Yes. In DBT, dialectical behavior therapy, there's a worksheets around changing a feeling you don't want to have. But the first step is really acknowledging what the feeling is. Yeah. Like, yeah. what is it you're feeling? Right. Right. And, then and sometimes it, naming it is enough to help it feel less terrible. Absolutely. Yes. Like, let's name it. Mm -hmm. And now, are you getting stuck in it? Like, if you're getting right. stuck of it, in, in it, and you yeah. really don't want to be stuck in it, all right, let's look at ways you can change it. And yeah. I think all of the things we've talked about are actually ways mm -hmm. to help yourself feel better, to yes. help yourself change it if you want to change it. Sometimes what we call a state change is enough. So a state change is, all right, let me move from yes. where I am to another yes. room. Let me see if I can take a walk outside, depending on where you are in the world. Mm. Uh, let me see if I can go take a bath or a shower. Well, let me just yeah. get a glass of water. That's a state change. Yes. And that can help. I think particularly if, if you've had trauma and when you're in a very fearful, anxious place, you feel stuck, like you said, very stuck in whatever mm -hmm. it is. Movement can be the last thing you want to do. But it's the best thing that you can do, as you said, just to get up yeah. and get a glass of water or move from one room to the next. Yes. It can shift things. Yes, absolutely. I think that's an important one for anxious people as yes. well, because sometimes the suggestion to sit, you know, which is really good for you too, like sit and meditate even for a couple minutes, just yeah. feels intolerable to them. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have to move. So move if you need to move, right? Yeah. Do a little yeah. mini workout or some push-ups even. Or yeah, turn on some music and dance. <laughs> Absolutely. Just move. Yeah. 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 So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Please oh. tell people how to find you and how to find your podcast. All right. So um, you can find me professionally at progressioncounseling.com. Uh, I am in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, my, my podcast is Woman Warriors, so not warrior. It's a play on the warrior, warrior persona. So yes, yeah, so womanwarriors.com. Uh, both are housed under progressioncounseling.com, so you can find them both there. Wonderful. And I'm going to wrap up with a quote by Thich Nhat Hanh. Ah, awesome. Yeah. It's on my calendar here, sitting right beside me. So I glanced up and I was like, wow, that's exactly what we're talking about. Nice. So it says, every time you breathe in and know you're breathing in, every time you breathe out and smile to your out breath, you are yourself. You are your own master. So I'm going to read that again so people don't have to rewind. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every time you breathe in and know you're breathing in, every time you breathe out and smile to your out breath, you are yourself. You are your own master. Mm. Yeah. So thanks again for being on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really enjoyed the conversation. 
hope you truly enjoyed today's episode. Remember that you can get free hypnosis downloads over at my website, drlizhypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z hypnosis.com. I work all over the world doing hypnosis. So if you're interested in working with me, please schedule a free consultation over at my website and we'll see what your goals are and if I can be of service to you in helping you reach them. Finally, if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast or tell a friend. That way, more and more people learn about the power of hypnosis. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Peace.